doing, Lawrence? Paul Goody, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's going okay. Uh, I got back from vacation uh, a day later than I wanted to, so I got back. Why don't you, uh, why don't you remind the people uh, where you went? I went to, uh, to visit uh, my wife Jennifer Pratt's family in Virginia. Her sister lives in Virginia. And then her dad also showed up. So yeah, that was that was basically uh, my vacation. How was which was all right? How was flying with Edward? Not great. He didn't like it. No. Uh, even after the, the narc- thing even is, after the narcotics you gave him. That's the thing is we've determined that uh, Edward may be the Keith Richards of <laughs> dogs. <laughs> We gave him the maximum amount that he needed, uh, and he was totally fine. Totally. Like, and when I say totally fine, this is what I he mean. He was unaffected. He was sleepy. Yeah. He was sleepy, and he was like, you know, looking like this. Never slept, though. Barked a couple of times, and constantly scratching on the inside of the carrier. A lot. So it wasn't great, um, but I like it better than having the other option would have been to leave him in the uh, veterinarian's office in a cage for that entire time. There, well, I I don't know about how veterinarian offices do it in the Midwest, but out here there are uh, bordering places where. It's not a vet. It's a oh, it's like a doggy no, yeah, hotel, those... and they let the dogs run around every once in a while if they socialize well with other dogs. Those those existed, but they were more than the plane flight. Yeah, yeah, they're not cheap, and and also they require like some getting to know you time. Like, they have to know the dogs first and stuff like that. Yeah. And they have to be able to get along with other dogs and things. And and the thing is that, I mean, we were around Edward the entire time. He gets separation anxiety, so, you know. And how much of that is me projecting? I don't know for sure. Uh, but I did finally get a letter from my psychiatrist that... Uh, recommends Edward as an emotional support animal right. for me. All right, good. So that's kind of cool. yeah. How so? How long? And, how long is uh, the flight from yeah. St. Louis to Virginia? Well, it depends on uh, your layover, really, because there's no direct flight. Okay, that sucks. Um, the first one we the first one we went uh, from St. Louis to Chicago. And we had like a, I think maybe a three-hour layover, maybe less. But both layovers that we had were were um, longer than uh, I would have liked. But the good news is that during that time he wasn't in the carrier. I was able to take him out and play with him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So imagine if you will. Taking him out, playing with him, and he, uh, you know, sort of stumbling around a little bit. But he never goes out completely. That's kind of what it was like. 
it did also embolden him uh, a couple of times. Like, he did things that were very out of character. I'm eating a sandwich, and he snakes his head around and just starts eating my sandwich. Not, not, a, not an Edward thing. Edward will look at me and whine a little bit and like be like, you know, can you please give me some of that sandwich? He won't just start eating a sandwich that I'm holding. That is so he was essentially drunk, but it was this uh, was yeah. was this medicine meant to knock him unconscious or just to make him docile? Yes, that was the uh, the idea. I think it, well, I mean, six to one, half a dozen the other, because you're. I mean, I I don't think it was anesthesia. Like you wouldn't be able to perform surgery, but it was supposed to make him nap. Is what I would say. Gotcha. Not. Um, oh, but I, I have another exciting thing that happened. What's that? Um, okay. Have we talked about the great controversy about white people not being good if they create people of color as PCs in tabletop role-playing games? As PCs. Player characters? Uh, right. Right, as player characters. And this is this is the this is the differentiation. If I'm a game master, right? Dungeon master, game master, if I'm running a game, you want to have as full of a world as possible. You play all the different characters, right? So um famously in Dimension 20, uh Arthur Eggfort, the main wizard at the Eggfort Adventuring Academy is black. Brendan Lee Mulligan, who's the game master, is white. Uh, and Lou Wilson, one of the players, uh, exclaimed uh, in surprise, Arthur Eggfort is black when he learned about it because he thought it was super cool. That's if you're a game master. However... If you are a white dude who is rolling up a character, and this is the character you're going to play for the entire time, uh, there are there were a couple of people of color, and when I say a couple, more than a couple, like you know, uh, at least half a dozen people of color who are tabletop role-playing game players and creators who specifically asked people not to do this. And there was a reason for it. There was somebody who accused somebody else of stealing her character, who was a white person, and the character that that they accused, that the character that she accused other people of stealing was a person of color. And they were like, what are you doing playing a person of color as a PC anyway? And that's what started the whole thing. But the concept is basically, I think you can understand why it would be upsetting for someone. Yeah. Uh, for a guy to go, I'm going to play a black dude. So, all I did was, there was, a, there was somebody else who, who, who posted this thing saying, Hey, you know, uh, as, a, as a person of color, I'm asking you, please don't make... Your PCs, people of color. If you're not a person of color, 
uh, I, I find it, uh, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. And I posted a thing saying, you know, hey, this, this to me makes sense. I, I don't see why this would not make sense. If somebody asks you not to do it, don't do it. Uh, but then I go into the comments section here and I see all these people trying to play a game of inches. This is a video where I'm commenting uh, about looking at the comments and they're like, you know, well, can I play an elf with dark skin? Or, uh, well, what about a Japanese person? Can I put, you know, that I'm like, you know, they're saying it makes them uncomfortable. Just listen. Don't ask, you know, don't argue in bad faith. Just, you know, answer the question. I can tell that you're wanting to say something. Uh, and I will, I will pause here for that to happen, but there's more to the story. Continue, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, after I make that video, someone writes back and says, so does that mean I can't play a person of another nationality? Question mark. And this is why it's important, because I needed you to hear all this context first. I made a, I made a video to that where I said the following. I can't answer this question from you until I know if you agree with the original premise. If you agree that a person of color asking someone who is not a person of color to not create a PC and a tabletop role-playing game that is a person of color, if you understand all that and you go, oh, well, that means I shouldn't do it, and you agree to that premise, and then you say, now I have a follow-up question after I have agreed that, yes, I shouldn't do this, what about someone of a different nationality? Then we can have that conversation. If you're asking, what about a person of another nationality because you're hoping to somehow backdoor your way into being able to play a person of color PC when you're not a person of color, that's not a conversation we're going to have. And that video got taken down by TikTok for hate speech. Really? And yes. And I looked up what hate speech was as far as uh, TikTok, uh, how they how they described it. And it's it's when you say something uh, bad about a protected class and... I tongue-in-cheek remarked, I didn't know that white fragility was a protected attribute. I didn't realize that me questioning this... Uh, so I appealed it, and yeah. they they put it back that seems to be That seems to be a but running it, thing amongst social media companies. Facebook is notorious for that, where people criticize yep. white people, and it gets taken down. Yep. And, and I had another one that got taken down. And because of those two, I couldn't post to TikTok for like 26 hours. Oh my God. How did you manage? Um, I see. Here's the thing. I was able to uh, watch TikToks and comment on them. I just couldn't post any new ones. So really it didn't change a lot. Uh, but I was still salty about it. Yeah. And that's that was the big drama that happened to me. <laughs> this week. I know... At least the big drama... 
Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, finish your thought. Oh, I was going to say, at least the big drama that I can talk about. Ha ha. Always, there's always something going on. I know that in the, the business, scenes. like uh, going back and, and starting with, you know, is it okay for a white person to create a PC that's a person of color? I know that in the business world, it is considered a form of blackface to use emojis that are uh, people of color if you are not a person of color. Like if I'm on Slack... Yeah. And I do a thumbs up, but the thumb is brown. That's considered a form of blackface. And so transferring that into role-playing games, I would assume, yes, it is bad. It is considered a form of blackface to create a character. Now, I have never thought about this before, so I'm thinking out loud here. But to create a character, a human character that is a person of color. Now, if you are that creating, exactly if you are creating a non-human character that is dark-skinned. I have no idea what if that's wrong or not. And and you know that is a that is an interesting thing but this is one of those things that yeah it's the second debate right. Yeah. In order in order to have that that question answered you have to at first agree to the first part. Because that's all the people that I was uh uh talking with that was their main pre premise that was the thing that they were concerned about. Now when you get into like um uh, you know, there, there is some racial coding. This is a, this is a separate issue sort of, but there is some racial coding that goes with some of the races in Dungeons and Dragons because of the roots of it. Um, so, so that is a separate, that's sort of a separate thing, but yeah, if you're playing a fantasy and this is, this is one of the points that people made, uh, if you're playing a fantasy race, it's different. And they and they conceded that yes, it's different if you're playing a fantasy race. Now now if if you play a fantasy race but you have it coded and I'm saying coded C O D E D. It's uh, my accent makes it sound like I might be saying coded, right. which is weird. Yeah, I, 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 but if if you have I, it coded as a minority yeah. Uh, that could also be problematic, you know. So if you play a half orc, uh, and you you like, uh, you know, use it to play out tropes from racist caricatures of other groups, that would also be problematic. But that's not what really is being discussed at that time. And and again, yeah, if you play a different uh, you know, if you play a wood elf who has dark skin, that's not going to be the same thing. In fact, when people uh, asked that question, one of the things that they said was, like, like somebody said, oh, I can't play. And usually they were using it argumentatively. Like they're saying, I can't play a person of color. Well, can I play a black-skinned dragonborn? And the people would say, okay, so I'm a person of color. Are you saying that you equate me with a fantasy creature? Are you saying that I am I am on par with a black-skinned dragonborn? Are you saying that that's... 
You know, because that was what a lot of the arguments were going to. A lot of people asked, asked that question. Um, a lot of people said, well, then white people uh, can't be played by people of color. To which a lot of the people of color were like, why would I want to play a white person? <laughs> no, that's even a, that's even a debate. <laughs> I can I can play uh, I can play a, a a winged bird person, for example. I can play someone who's made entirely out of fire. Why would I? Yeah. Go. You know what I really would like to play at this point? A colonizer. Yeah. So. Uh, exactly. Have you ever seen Will Smith's movie Bright? I believe it's on Netflix. Yes, I have actually. Yeah, the um, the guy who uh, is partner with an orc. I've never seen it, but uh, Steven just said that you described the plot to it. Oh, um, okay, so Bright, interestingly enough, um, there is... Who's the guy who... Um, Oh, the, he's the so the the guy who wrote Bright is this guy whose stuff I like, but I know he's a problematic dude. He did uh, an anybody. adaptation of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detection. Sorry, what? I said that could be anybody. Well, um, he did a, an adaptation of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. He wrote American Ultra, I believe. Um, and his, I think his dad was the director for the Twilight Zone movie who. Had a couple of people killed in a helicopter oh, crash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, John Landis is the Twilight Zone director, so his kid. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Landis. I can't think of what his. I, it's a it's a normal, like, like really generic first name like Matt Landis Unlike or John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's yeah, but but yes, Mr. Landis, yeah. the writer, um, Landis the younger, apparently was a creep to his... Max! It's Max. Max Landis. Really? Uh, apparently was a creep to one of his girlfriends or many of his girlfriends or he's a, uh, a creepy dude. Um, sorry, Max Landis, if uh, that's mischaracterizing. And sorry also if Max Landis actually killed some people and I'm uh, wrong about that. I, it's I, funny because I was thinking of the name Max because of Max Brooks. Oh. Um, but... I did not know that. But John, the, the big thing I didn't is, know that John Landis' kid's name was Max as well. Yeah, yeah. Max Landis uh, wrote wrote Bright, uh, and it's yeah a fantasy world sort of taking place in modern times. And I think what Stephen's talking about is it's it's the whole. Um, there's a there's an orc in it, and the orcs are like looked down upon by the humans and this guy's given an orc partner and it's sort of a in the heat of the night kind of uh, two different groups uh, forced to work together there's another there's another movie uh, or not movie TV show uh, that I really like called uh, oh what's it called um, be foreigners, I think it's called. Be foreigners. I want to say it's called Be foreigners. Okay. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's like Swedish or Norwegian. I think I've or... seen that listed on one of the streaming services that I have. I couldn't tell you which one. It's it's really good. I really like it. Um, and I apologize uh, ahead of time for getting the the country of origin wrong. I think it might be the Netherlands. 
Uh, but it's it's about people from the past who uh, who show up in modern times. Ah. And and there and it's like if you're if you're from like prehistoric times, you know, you're kind of one level of society and if you're Viking times you're another level of society and then uh, there's also like sort of Victorian era which are are like they're richer and they have like more education and stuff but it's all about this cop who has a partner who's from the Viking era and the the problems that they run into yeah yeah that's so I think we've we may have spoken yeah, about but, this before Oh, I probably yeah, because um, I like it. It's a it's a really good it's a really good uh, really good TV show. I wonder if they have more episodes. Speaking about which, I'm watching The Walking Dead. Why? Why? Why am I watching it? Like what? It's actually what a very season. A are good you question, on? I can tell you what season. I I had to nope out of there after like the sixth, the fifth or sixth season. Oh oh, I'm on season nine by this time, Ben. Uh, it's my Law and Order. I don't like Law and Order that much, but it's one of those things of, I can have it on in the background and work on other things and be fine. Ah, all right. I do not, I do not get totally invested into because uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Space is now on. I believe it's on. Uh, it might be Netflix, might be Amazon Prime, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't watch it and work on stuff at the same time because every single shot, it, there's something yeah. interesting going on. I was told... I, Whereas The Walking Dead... I generally don't do that. If I'm going to sit down and watch a TV show, it, gen, it typically has my full attention. Every, I, real, I, I, I know that if I start looking at my phone too much during a show, then I should just stop watching that show. But The Walking Dead, though, was, The Walking uh, Dead yeah. was just uh, irritating me so much. It was the season. It was the season oh. where they, where Negan, you know, kills a couple of uh, beloved characters. I watched that entire season, and at the end, Blair and I were watching it together. And at the end, we were like, "Why are we watching this show?" So we yeah, just stopped. Uh, we'll see. And for me, uh, I'm. You remember? I I did. Uh, I wrote a book called Mara and the Magicians a while back. Yes. I'm turning it into a role playing game. Okay. And in order to do that, I need to um, have something on in the background while I'm I'm sifting through the entire novel to make sure that every little thing that I put in the novel has an, an allegory in the game. Uh, and I don't want to forget anything, so I'm going through and doing that. It's going to take forever, but it's a good it's good to have a hobby. Have you seen? I think the Good Place. Yeah, the Good Place is is good. It was yeah. I mean, I I. I... I've seen the first episode a couple times. I tried watching it. Uh, actually, I think I've seen the first two episodes twice because I, I started watching it like years ago. I think when it first hit Netflix, and I uh, for some reason didn't continue. And then uh, your friend of mine, Cole Hornaday, was like, "I really like The Good Place, and I really like Mythic Quest. You should check out those two shows." So I watched, like, I rewatched the first two episodes of The Good Place. And I watched the first two. What is Mythic Quest on again? Uh, Mythic Quest is on Apple TV Plus. 
and and I watched the oh, first that's two right, episodes. That's right. I was like, why am I not watching that? I watched the first two episodes Sorry. of Mythic Quest, and it made me laugh more. So I continued on with that. But then I was talking with Cole last night, and he said he finished it, and it's like it's and he says it's a brilliant TV show. So I'll have to I'll have to continue watching it. Uh, but that's it's a lot of content. I mean, what do they have like? Six, seven seasons or something like something on order of that. Wait, you're talking about of the Good Place. Are you talking about the Good yeah. Place? Because you just you just said you saw the first two episodes of Mythic Quest, and I think that you said Mythic Quest when you met the Good Place. Uh, well, both. Uh, but maybe. But you've watched. I've seen the. You've watched more than two episodes of of Mythic. Yeah, Quest. I've seen the whole thing, but I've only seen the first two episodes yeah, of the so, Good Place. Yep. Um. I don't know if I've seen the whole... I might have, like, every once in a while, like, I'll stop a series, and then there won't be any more episodes. And, like, this is what happened with The Walking Dead. I, I watched all of The Walking Dead, and there weren't any other episodes, and then I was watching a whole bunch of other things, and then I was like, oh, there are two more seasons of The Walking Dead now. So, the same thing. I think I've prob I'm probably missing one season of The Good Place. Maybe. So I'll see uh, if I can watch more of it because I liked it. And it's on Netflix, and everybody's got um, Netflix. Even my parents have the Netflix. So Stephen is is watching and and commenting. Is there anything that we missed from him? Uh, well, he has a topic suggestion, but he also says that each season oh. of The Good Place is a half season of episodes. So I guess it's well, it's probably only like nine or ten episodes then. Okay, yeah. I was, which right. I was I was rewatching Star Trek the original series just because it's on Netflix and I'm like, "Hey, you know, I've probably seen all these episodes because my dad watched it when I was a kid." And uh, so I started like rewatching it from the beginning and I, I and it's only 3 seasons, but it's there's like 22, 23 episodes and they are like 55 to 57 minutes long. It feels so long even though with modern tv shows when the episodes are only like you know 44 minutes uh, it's even shorter now and you kind of want more uh, you know like for better carl saul or something or breaking bad you want more content but with star trek the original series it's so boring the episodes just take forever yeah it steven actually steven mccandless was talking about this about how uh i think he was talking about um he brought it up back when Sequest was a uh, was a thing. Not Sequest. Um, it might be Sequest. He'll know what I'm talking about. He was talking about he was watching a TV show and he realized that TV shows are moving at such a fast pace that old shows won't be able to keep up anymore. C Lab. C Lab. C Lab. Yeah. Yeah, he says the next generation is ponderous. He tried watching it, but it's so slow. I dig that. I can get that. Uh, I, because it's, yeah, we live in a different era of, of television, uh, consumption these days and your, your TV shows, you know, have to, you know, keep to a formula to keep the uh, short attention span of Americans. Um, but there is a, uh, there is a topic that, uh, Stephen proposed that we talk about. I don't know how much information okay. we'll have on this, but, um, you're familiar with uh, the large internet retailer and the uh, the founder of which started a space company, Blue Origin, uh, and he recently oh, went yes. into space. Well, uh, so Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, has... I'm sorry, went into space. I'm just going to... 
Yeah, put, okay. Quotes around I, I, I was listening. I, it, I was. I, I feel like if you don't achieve orbit, you haven't. Actually I was gone listening. Into space. I know to that that's an interview. Maybe not technically. I was listening to an interview with someone who is more well versed in these matters than I am, and this person said yes. Both Jeff Bezos and uh, uh, Richard Branson technically went into space because they reached a certain altitude where there is weightlessness and there is no, like, I can't remember what the barrier is called. It's where there's no atmosphere, right? So mm -hmm. technically, yes, they win. And you can make fun of them as much as you want because they didn't achieve orbit or whatever. But anyway... Uh, SpaceX. Are other people making fun of them for not achieving? Oh, orbit? lots of people. Like all the late night show that, hosts. Are. That was just a me thing. I didn't know yeah, that yeah, other yeah, people yeah. were doing the same thing. Uh, Seth Meyers is, has really been uh, uh, jabbing at uh, Bezos for his claims that he went into space. But anyway, to get back on topic, ah. uh, SpaceX has a contract with NASA. Jeff Bezos, I guess, was a little hurt. And so now he's complaining that uh, NASA wrongly awarded the lucrative astronaut lunar lander contract solely to Elon Musk. And so Bezos um, and Blue Origin uh, premiered a, uh, um, a lunar lander, which is, it looks like a sphere inside a, a, um, an Apollo lander. And uh, he says mm. the blue balls joke writes itself because it's blue origin, so it's it's a wash and all this blue light. And then there's another picture where it's deflated, the blue. I guess the blue is the uh, the capsule for humans. Anyway, so C Lab 2021 is the episode, is the show that uh, that you were talking about. Wait a second, 2021, we finally made it, you guys. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he says by choosing SpaceX over Blue Origin, NASA will be saving $2 billion with a capital B. And, uh, oh, the Kármán line, I guess, is the demarcation of space. So we got some real-time uh, corrections happening on the show here, thanks to Steven. Thanks, Steven. I, and I think it was, a, it was uh, an interview with a scientist who was on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So, you know, that's where I get my news is a, a uh, weekly satirical news show or uh, quiz show. That's pretty good. I used to get all of my news from Reno 911. And let me tell you, <laughs> it doesn't translate well. Yeah. I had a lot of time to listen to a podcast because I was on a, 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 a half vacation, half road trip this last week. Right. Weren't you transporting something from so for someone? Yeah. So last Friday, I flew down to Oklahoma City and helped load a U-Haul truck full of uh, two-thirds of my grandmother's house. And so one-third right. of her belongings went with my aunt to their place in Austin. And uh, two-thirds, one-third went to my uncle's in Eugene and one-third to my parents' house in Yelm. And so from Sunday... To yesterday, I've been driving a U-Haul across the country. Well, across half the country. Well, th which is why we're meeting now. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was actually yeah. in. Uh, where was I Thursday night? Th actually, I would have been in. I would have been in Yelm on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon. Yelm. Yelm. I had I had hit my target of my parents' house, 
And, uh, you know, as far as uh, 2,000 miles in a box truck go, the trip was um, remarkably uneventful, which I was thankful for. Um, I'd never driven, I'd never driven a box truck, A of all, and B of all, that distance, so it was an interesting experience. Uh, no rear view mirror, you only, you can only use your side mirrors to change lanes and back up Whoa. and stuff. Uh, so that was fun. I drove my car today and it was, it was nice being able to like, look out of my blind spot and, you know, being able to see the yeah. back of the car. Uh, yeah, so it was a, it was an interesting, uh, I, I wouldn't say that it ruined me for road trips. I would gladly get back on the road tomorrow if I had a reason to, but I'm not itching to get Were into a box yourself? truck anytime soon. Were you by yourself? I was, yeah. That's something that I, I don't like, I don't like road trips when I'm by myself. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Don't tell my lady sure. friends, but that's how I prefer it. Mm. Yeah. I like I, I see. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh yeah, I just I just I that that's that's how I that's how I prefer it. So, um interestingly, you talk you're talking about a box truck. Uh have you ever driven a semi? No. No, no, no. Me you neither. Need a All right. So, this that. is why I'm asking. So my kid, as you know, is in band. Yes. Uh, percussion, and the percussion instruments are transported in a uh, a semi, like an actual semi. And I said, "Who drives the semi?" And one of the kids responded, "The band teacher does." And I'm like. I know a lot of band teachers driving a semi isn't normally within their skill set. So, well, is it? A, is in, it a interesting? Is it a tractor trailer? Is that what you mean by semi? Yeah. How big is this yeah. band? Uh it's a big marching band. Like, could you not uh, put these of, in like a sprinter van or something, or a or a school bus? Apparently not. I mean, a lot of a lot of what they do and the reason like we we they don't um they don't march when i say they i mean <coughs> part of the band part of the band they don't march with the rest of the band they stand and play yeah and that's what betty does she's in in that group uh but they stay later than everybody else because they're reloading the the equipment back onto the semi I want to see a picture of this semi truck that the yeah. band leader drives. I, I, <laughs> I yeah, I'll do it. I'll yeah, totally. I'll get you. I'll get you Because I, 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 aside from, I, aside from like university marching bands where you have like two hundred people and their instruments, or like a traveling production of the Lion King, why would you need? Why would you need a a semi truck for? A high school marching band. Well, all I can say is Betty is here today. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we will have yelling for Betty. All right. I don't know. Oh, the last time that we did it and, and there was no answer, uh, Betty wasn't even here. Did so you, that's why. Did you not know that? I did not. Oh. Apparently, uh, if you listen to the audio enough carefully and Easter egg for everyone, 
you can hear Jennifer yelling, she's at band <laughs> at me. So, so I'm assuming that, that this band leader has a, a CDL license, a commercial driver's license. Oh boy, I hope so. Because if not, because <laughs> that takes you got it. Problems. You need qualifications and training and, and certifications for that. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming. That they and have. imagine that you're gonna you're gonna teach high schoolers how to do marching band stuff, and in order to do that, you first need to get a license. Yeah. Like that, it'd be crazy. How do you feel about? Streaming content that is released all at once versus that streaming content that is released episodically week to week. Okay. I prefer streaming content to be released all at once. If it is released week to week, I do appreciate it. Um, I'll give you an example. So... Uh, Dimension 20 podcast. There were a couple seasons where I hadn't caught up to the podcast. So th there were full seasons where I just could watch, watch them all the way through. Right. When it slowed down and they started to be released and I didn't have any like back catalog to work through, it became a thing where I'd be like, Ooh, it's Wednesday, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So, so even though I prefer to watch everything at once, you know, as fast as I can make it through, <clears throat> I do like the anticipation of different days that it causes for me. I think, Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, somebody at work asked me that they said that they hoped that I had fun on my vacation. And I responded with not even a, a second worth of thought. Oh, I prefer not being on vacation. I like it when my days are pretty much uh, segmented <laughs> out and standard. And and they were like, okay. And then that was the end of the conversation. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. When I'm on when I'm on vacation, it's never. There, there has to be uh, something different that I enjoy. Like, maybe it's a new landscape. Maybe it's like the hotel that we stay in whenever I go and visit. Okay, so first of all, there's talking to Jennifer's family, which I don't normally do. Right? So that's nice. That's like, a, that's like an extra thing. And then the hotel that we stay at, it's always been the same hotel. We stayed at the same hotel three times now. And for me, that's actually great because it's like, oh, I'm staying at this hotel now. It's not completely new. Yeah. It's a it's a different thing, but I I feel like if I were to go on a vacation that was like, let's say, a big escape room, if there was something to do, like if I were on a tour, let's say. It might also work out because I'd be distracted. Like, okay, I'm on a tour and the on a tour thing would be, you know, good. But the problem that I have with hotels sometimes is, okay, I'm sleeping in a bed. Well, this isn't my bed. This is this bed. I like my bed. Okay, I'm 
I'm using the Wi-Fi, but this isn't like my Wi-Fi. I like my Wi-Fi, but you know what I mean? Like, if it's too... If there's not enough variation from my regular life, I'm just uh, irked that things aren't working the way that I'm used to them working. I think there's... This tub isn't as big I as think my there's tub something, is at home, you know, that kind of thing. There's something to be said about, you know, being in a routine It's very that's very comforting, you know. And when you're when you're taken out of that, you, you sort of have to allow yourself to to release that. Like I found when I was when I was traveling this last week... You know, it's, it's, it's from a normal day to day, you know, like being here, being at home, doing whatever I do in a regular day. I know what I'm going to do. I know where I go to get food. I know where I go. You know, I know where the bathrooms are. You know, I, I have this schedule. I have this routine. When you're traveling, all that gets thrown out, you know, thrown to the wind. There were, there were certain days where like, I didn't know where I was going to get dinner that night. Because, uh, like, I picked these hotels basically at random that I was going to stay at. Uh, and because I was driving this big truck, I couldn't, like, I didn't, well, I couldn't, I didn't want to, like, drive around town looking for a place. Because it's a big truck, right? And so, yeah. once I found my hotel for the night and parked the truck, I was basically done driving. And so, any place I wanted to, I wanted to eat dinner had to be within a reasonable walking distance of... The hotel. And so on some days, you know, that was like, so that's on days like that, times like that, I was kind of missing. Oh, I, you know, I, I can't just walk down to the QFC on my way home and, and cook dinner. I have to find, you know, I have to find like a fast food place that's open. You know, there were a number of places I encountered yeah. that were open for uh, drive through only, which didn't really help me. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hey, speaking about drive-thru only, uh, COVID, making a big comeback. Very excited. Yes. I've started wearing my mask at the grocery store again. That's another... For a while, I wasn't. Yeah, I I wore a mask in anytime, anytime I was inside, and 99% yep. of the time, I was the only one wearing a mask any, everywhere I went, from Oklahoma all the way up here to, to Seattle. Like at the U-Haul return place in uh, up where I returned the truck, I was the only one wearing a mask inside. And for context for people listening to this, at the time that we are speaking, the CDC has not released a thing saying y'all should be wearing masks again. At least not that I know of. Maybe they have, but for a while, and especially around where I live, uh, there are signs on all the different stores saying... If you're vaccinated, which I am, yeah. you you don't have to wear a mask. <coughs> but start wearing my mask. Uh, basically, when we when we were on our trip, there were sometimes, and then when I got home, I just started doing it. And I noticed that most of the stores have taken down the thing saying that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So it now just says you're recommended to wear. Yeah, a mask. I don't know if I don't. I don't know if the CDC has come out to say you should wear masks again, but my apartment building, which released the, its mandatory mask mandate about a month ago, you know, and they said you don't have to wear your mask if you're fully vaccinated. Uh, mask, but if you're fully vaccinated, mask wearing is a choice. Just yesterday, they were like, you know what? No, masks are back on the menu, boys. Yep. And like uh, the the Missouri 
uh, bus, the metro bus station folks. You, uh, you haven't uh, you have to having wear fun with your mustache there? Mask hair bus now. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you've you've caught me. Uh, this is a this is a thing that I do sometimes. <laughs> I forgot that you could see me. Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm twisting my mustache around. Oh, oh man, I didn't show you my big jack. It's unfortunate. Do I want to see this? Uh, but maybe you've seen it on my uh on my YouTube, not my YouTube, my TikTok. No. You're not on TikTok. I'm not on the TikTok. Uh, I found a you know you know Jacks right the the game where you throw the ball and you pick the jacks up yes. from the big in the, the ground. I got one that's this big, and it is so much fun to just like play around with. Well, I guess you're not going to accidentally step on that object. in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very difficult to do. The uh, but it's also really big and made out of metal. So, so, so the show note for that is Paul's big jack. Yay! So you know, if anybody uh, searches for that online, they're gonna come across this show. Hey, you know what happened? So are you? Are, what happened, Ben? <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you. Are you familiar with the publication The Fortean Times? I do know of The Fortean Times, yes. Very much so. Um, started by Charles Fort, who was a paranormal investigator. Uh, very into cryptids, was he, as well as uh, fish rainfall frequencies, well, uh, for example. Uh so the Fortean Times is a, uh, I, I think it's a monthly publication. Uh, maybe it's weekly or bi or, or semi-weekly. I'm not quite sure. Uh, however, there was a review of a glitch in the Matrix in uh, the latest issue of Fortean Times. What? I was young me would be so <laughs> incredibly happy about I that. I was informed of this by uh, the aforementioned Cole Hornaday, who's a uh, subscriber to the magazine. He sent me a picture of it, and I uh, I asked if you were mentioned in the review by name. He said, the only one who is name-checked in the review is the Matrix Killer. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Um... And also, I feel bad for... All right. I preface this with... Oftentimes, I make a joke on this podcast that I I would hate to say that somebody is a good guy and then find out that they murdered people. Yeah. So, I... I am not saying this is a joke. I am saying this as a person. I feel as though this guy who has who has now lived in uh, prison for a while and is doing... Obviously, uh, I am not trying to uh, diminish his crimes at all. But I do feel, from what I have read about him, he is trying. He is trying to do the the best he can with the life that he has now. And I feel that 
him being known as and and again part of the 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 documentary that I am in I I think that the director did uh was was very uh as even-handed as he could be with telling the the story that he yes, told Yes, but he also uh, devoted and, a ton of screen time to that. Like yes. that almost felt like it was half and, the movie. It may not have it, been it really in the, the minutes, but it but it, it did feel very long, a very long segment. And the important thing that I think needs to be known uh, for people is that is that he gave that interview <clears throat> in an attempt to, and I think that you I think that you see it in the film at the towards the end and all that. The reason he gave the interview was to to dissuade people. From falling into the same trap that he yeah did. yeah you got that and <laughs> so and I I'm I'm again I'm 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 laughing but I'm not I don't think this is funny it's what happens when I'm uncomfortable about things the 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 fact that he will be known as the guy who you know, killed people because of the matrix is it's, it's unfortunate because of the person who he is now. Yeah. Well, and it, it makes me think about murder in general and about how murderers can change and all that kind of thing. It's, it's very, uh, it's, it's more upsetting to me that that and again this la- I, and I, I need to state that this laughter isn't because I think this is funny, but it's more upsetting to me that um, the the people who survived that you know the people who are still alive, his his family and, and folks like that who are still living will 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 also know about that and that this this is now you know brought up again for them because of of the film not well, that they would ever have forgotten or and they, whatever but they have a choice in whether or not they want to watch the film anyway absolutely yeah but the discourse is gonna happen yeah i i do remember one thing though and i just wanted to share this and then we'll get off this what is uh, uh again not a great, uh, not a great thing to think about. But one of the producers was watching with his wife, and when that part came on, she hadn't seen it before. When that part came on, uh, he had to go and and uh, talk to her and comfort her and and all that because it was so upsetting for her to see that that period of uh, things. And so one of the things that I do when I tell people about the film is trigger warning. I, I give them a trigger warning, right? And there is none for the film. And I hope that the director isn't mad at me for the times that I do this, but whenever I recommend it, I'm like, I got to let you know, there's this thing that happens because I don't want them to, to feel like that got sprung on them by me. If I'm recommending the film to people. 
going on to a uh, going on to a happier angle of the movie, um, our friend Alicia Barda recently ran across it. Had no idea you were in it, and was pleasantly surprised to see even just hey. a computerized version of you. So people are discovering the film and uh, are being delightfully surprised to, to hear your voice. That is very nice. And I really like Alicia Barda and glad to hear that she saw it and she liked it. Well, I don't know if she liked the film, For sure. but she liked seeing you. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I, I, I'm sorry. Not that she liked the film. And, and thank you, Ben, for bringing up the fact that, yeah, maybe she thought it was bad. Uh, but, but no, I was speaking specifically, maybe she liked, I'm glad that she liked seeing yeah. me. Really, and that's, that's all that matters to me, narcissistically. I was just yeah. going to say Okay, that. I understand. Did you like me? Do you like me now? Do you like, just, just in general, as a person? Hey, buddy! Speaking of, do you like we'll me now, just down. in general, as a person? Yeah. It, it is funny. Sometimes I'm like, maybe she didn't hear me. Sometimes I'll say, I'll think that to myself if she doesn't come down. Well, she's, I don't think that's possible. I mean, if she's wearing headphones or something. But there's a telltale bark huh. of Edward saying that uh, Betty is on the move. Well, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, it, it is it is nice. Prep me. To have that little early warning system. Prep me for some topics when you give her the headphones. I have no idea what to say today. Uh, I, you, I want you specifically to quiz her about... Oh, and quiz them. Oh, also, thank you. Also, them. Uh, Betty is a they, them. Okay. And I don't know if I've mentioned that, but... You did uh, once, but you've not been easy consistent, for me to... so I didn't know. Yeah. It, it, it does... It is... It is difficult for me to to uh, break out of old habits, but I'm trying. I understand for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, ask them about their band teacher and, and the, the truck. truck. That's what I want. Yeah, to know. if they come down, we have one minute left, Paul. Oh, one go. minute left. We're running out of time. Oh, this stream will self-destruct. No, it's not. No, we started. We started later no, than you I'm think. I'm looking at it, the clock. Oh, uh, dang it! Six minutes. Six minutes left. Just because you're right. Late. So, I hear them coming. Hey guys. Hey. So here, I'm gonna just put these headphones on you. We just have a question. Ben has a question. Yes. What is the question? Hi, Betty. How are you? My question is. Uh, so your dad says that your band uses a semi-truck to transport all of your band equipment. Is it actually a semi-truck? Yes. How much band... Yeah, how much is. band How big is your band? I have a hard time believing that a high school band needs an entire semi-trailer to transport all the equipment. Well, you see, um, not... There are a lot of... Like marimbas and xylophones. Okay, marimbas are large so and xylophones put... are large. Yeah, and um, so we gotta like have space for it. Not to mention that there's a bunch of like sound equipment and like, you know, auxiliary stuff and like extra stands, extra everything and things that I don't even know what they right. are. So that's why we need a sound. And your. So, so, so your dad says that your band leader is also the driver of this semi truck. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are they are are, are they a good driver? <laughs> you don't know. Well, the, no. I don't like I don't like see him drive the okay. thing. But he he's allegedly the person who drives the semi truck. Yeah. My nose is getting really stuffy, so I'll just Okay, go. good talking to you. Bye. Bye, Bye Betty. Well, there you go. And there you have it. It is an actual semi-truck. I still want to see a picture of it. I still have my suspicions. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, should have asked Betty to take a picture with but her yeah, phone. But, yeah, anyway. it is... Anyway. It is a a, uh, a semi-truck. I'm, I'm... For I'm, sure. I'm going to continue to not believe you until I see visual proof. <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah. that I don't believe you. Says the I'm guy just making with this the a thing. Who <laughs> reads the Fortean Times? No, I do like it. It is sort of like the stuffle up against of our exactly. relationship right now. <laughs> I try to take a picture of it, but it ends up blurry and you can't actually see it. Yeah. Then I try to take a video of it, and a bird attacks me as I'm recording it, so you can't a actually bus see the thing. in front of it. It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we've got about uh, three minutes left, uh, Ben. One of the reasons why I asked about the if you like streaming content being released weekly or all at once is because uh, the first two episodes of Ted Lasso are online. That's an Apple TV Plus TV show, too. Uh, but I'm, I'm upset because I want to watch all of it, but it's being released weekly, yes. so I have to wait. And when you're waiting for an episode, a highly anticipated episode of a TV show, weeks can feel very, very long. Yeah, weeks are very, very long. Yeah, they are. Honestly. So I'll just have to spend my time yeah. watching The Good so, Place. And yeah, of course, The Good Place is, is, is doing nice. work. And um, the... The one thing I'll say about The Walking Dead, since you haven't seen it, I don't want to do any spoilers uh, for for season nine of The Walking I Dead. I know of certain uh, deaths that occur. No, no, no. It's not a death thing at all. There's just a... There's a... I will... I will say something that won't give it away for you, but there's a, there's a thing that happens. <laughs> and you're spoilers. like, oh, this is a brand new thing. And then it turns out the thing is a brand new thing, but it's not the thing that you thought it was. And there you go. Well. The Walking and Dead. And with that. Yeah. Um, also, Edward hasn't... I bought Edward these uh, these sort of chewy, meaty bone treats. And he does not feel good. He ate one of them, and now he isn't feeling good. Uh, so, so... So Stephen uh, Stephen was in high school band, and he says he grew up on Bainbridge Island. He says we were a smaller school. It was always so dispiriting to see schools like Betty's pull up with a semi of gear. Like their flag court would be bigger than than his entire band. Uh, they'd have as many yeah. trumpets as uh, uh, the other school would have as many trumpets as Stephen's school would have people. And Stephen, I believe, was the uh, oh no, he was a trombonist. Um, they re that's right. Oh, so uh, going back to Ted Lasso, he says, they release it weekly to train you to check their service with actions repeated at regular intervals over time. 
damn them. Yeah, it's totally yeah. true. Look at this guy, though. He's so sleepy. Yeah. And he feels bad. I, I'm talking, uh, for the listener at home, I'm talking about yeah, Edward. Yeah, for those of you who By listen the way, to the show ben. on the podcast stream, Paul is uh, holding his dog. Uh, check the show notes. There's a link to the YouTube stream on the GoodyLawrence.com webpage uh, for this show where you can actually see Edward. At the uh, at the probably yep. like the hour and five minute mark because I started I started streaming like right when you logged on to Zoom so there's uh, bonus content gotcha. for people who tune into the stream which have, is at this point just Steven. <laughs> He's a lot smaller than you would think, and by that I mean Edward. <laughs> Steven, a lot bigger than you'd think. He's a he's a tall man. Yeah. No, you sure. would think he's that big. I think Steven was the one who said. Uh, the same amount of physical material that makes up the rock goes into making me, if I remember that correctly. <laughs> well, I don't know how much physical uh, which I, I must be the same height as the rock, or taller, and the rock is. Uh, I think he's built. I I think they're the same is mass. The, is I the rock is his. the rock not six foot? Is he a short built buff dude? I know Arnold Schwarzenegger's a short dude. Like, wait, he yeah, is? I mean, he's. I, I don't think. That. Well. Yeah, I don't think he's a tall guy. I think he's he's just uh, he's he you know at some point he he had the muscle mass made him appear bigger than he actually was. But I could be, and I All am right, speaking oh. out of my bum. So with that in mind, uh, you guys maybe don't know this if you're listening, uh, but we actually do have a premise for the show, and that's that uh, we don't do any actual investigation into anything we speak off the top of our heads for this no research whatsoever so if you okay have discovered the discovered okay there's one thing discovered not a word if you've discovered anything incorrect about this podcast feel free to write to us at ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com and let us know or you can also call us at B one O Lung Lag and leave a message. Leave a message. You might be uh, able machine. to ring through to the show, but uh, on the Google Voice page it says your browser might prevent calls from ringing. Change your browser settings to allow voice.google.com to play sound. And I'm not. I don't care about looking into that. Um, however, we do have yeah. So you we do have some more real world, uh, real time corrections. Steven says that he and the Rock are the same height, same weight. It's, it's just that the mass is, uh, or the weight is, however, distributed differently. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Thanks, Steven. I thought I thought I was right. Yeah. See, I remember things yep. sometimes. And with that, I ask you, Ben Lawrence. And those listening at home, to please right. keep it wrong. Paul Goody, you keep it wrong as well. And we'll talk to you next week, probably the, at the regular time on Thursday. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Hey, that'd be Pacific, something. 6 p.m. Central. Yeah. Awesome. All right, All right Ben. Bye, Thanks Paul. Thanks a lot. And room Yay. tone.